Welcome to New Earth Leadership, the conscious business podcast. We're Spence and Jenna of Soul Meat Strategy. Our mission is to help you activate deeper levels of conscious leadership while amplifying your business profitability and impact. The truth is, the world needs your gifts now more than ever. We're committed to helping you claim your role as a new earth leader so you can contribute to collective change. Let's go beyond the surface together so you can rise up with confidence, certainty, and conviction. So strap yourself in, Trailblazer, because this episode is about to get real. Hey, Soul Tribe, what is up? It's Spence and Jenna here, and we feel like we have a bit of a transmission coming through. We wanted to drop in and just create a conversation with you guys, our network, our ecosystem to talk about what's going on right now in the world, specifically with Black Lives Matter, specifically with all of the movement, conversation, riots, all these things that are going on right now. So I just want to preface this conversation by total transparency of Spence and I are sharing our perspective, our perception of what's coming through, I know I don't claim to be, I don't think you claim to be an expert on the area of white privilege, of privilege in general, of this topic. Um, And that being said, we've been listening, we've been watching, we've been having conversation with... um, Feeling into the energetic Feeling into the energy. Yeah, and and there's a lot of um, dimensions to what is going on right now. So this is where we want to talk about for, especially, this is for everyone, but... You know, those of us who have grown up to grow up with maybe more privilege than others based on the color of our skin, um, those of us who have a platform, those of us who are in leadership positions, like how can we leverage and use that to help move the new earth timeline forward? Because there's a lot of separation, there's a lot of divide, a lot of chaos right now that we feel is being intentionally created. Um, And there's some really important conversations because the world is listening right now that can be facilitated for a lot of healing of stuff that has been going on. There is a lot of pain. There is a lot of anger. So I think that the intention for this, at least for me, is to facilitate a conversation where it doesn't have to be an either or. It doesn't have to be just black lives matter. White people are being guilted and shamed and shouldn't speak up because we are going to say the wrong things. We are going to fuck up, but we are here. um, And I speak for, I know a lot of people in our ecosystem that they want to help. We we all have the same common goal um, with this. And this is where I think conversation is important. And there's also a lot of deep shit that's going on right now that I think that this narrative um, is being really used by the mainstream, by the deeper forces that be as well to create a lot of chaos and stuff, which actually they don't they don't want the healing. They they just want distraction. So how do how do both happen? Conversation, healing, um, awareness around what's been going on, and also taking a look at how how is this being used to actually lower the vibration of Earth instead of heal humanity. Yeah, the first thing we want to speak into is let's expand the definition of privilege because everyone has their own definition of privilege right now. So I would love to know in the comments when someone says privilege in the context of a person, what does that actually mean to you? Because there's multiple aspects to privilege, but the one that is being focused on, especially in America right now, is privilege based on skin color, which absolutely, I am not discounting for a second that in the history and up to now, there has been a significant privilege to certain people based on their skin color, predominantly European. This is, yeah, yeah, like white, white European. And The thing about this is, too, is there's different levels to privilege. There's also privilege, which I actually saw quite a bit growing up here in Canada, which is privilege based on location, Mm -hmm. um, which is something that doesn't get talked about as well. Because I went to a very multicultural high school where all of us had privilege. Everyone in that school within in Canada had privilege. And honestly, they, they called the high school, the nickname in terms of the city I lived in was called Hong Kong High because there were so there was a huge Asian population growing up where I lived. There was um, Latinos, there were um, Muslims, East Indians, all of them. It was it, it was a very, a very multicultural place. And what I realized about that is there was racism going on between all of us. 
regardless of it. And every single one of us in that, in this location generally had a very high standard of living and it wasn't just based simply on race. So I, we want to expand this definition and really call you forward that when you're, when you're, you're saying privilege, make sure you're really feeling into the different elements that encompass privilege. Because when we just simply say it's white privilege versus um, black subjugation or however you want to say it, we're not actually going three levels deeper. And if we don't go three levels deeper with everything we talk about, with everything we say, with many of us, with everything we parrot, we're actually not moving towards the New York timeline. Yeah, and a couple things that come up for me, and a good comment here from Petcha is just one thing that's come up for her in regards to privilege as a white European is the um, unwillingness to accept that like th that we're wrong or that there has been wrongness. And this is where I feel like it's a really interesting conversation that can take place right now collectively in humanity because I feel like there's a fine line because there are a lot of people who have this level of privilege that we're talking about who, yeah, they're unwilling to look at their shadows. They're unwilling to look at the fact that we all have racism within us. Like we are all, you can be racist and be anti-racist at the same time. And I think that because of conditioning, um, which I think is so much deeper than just the surface of what we see. It's like these these forces that be, the deep state, the elite, whatever you want to call them, it's like pawns. Like they're, they're setting things up so that this stuff continues to happen. And so there is this pain and I've been I've been really seeing this level of people who are unwilling to acknowledge the fact that they have been conditioned to have these thoughts. They have been conditioned. It, it's hard to look at. It's it's a lot of shadow to go. Wow, you know, I actually do have more privilege than this other human being because I know I personally look at um, you know different people of color and I it's like I see color and I understand there's an argument going on right now of not saying I don't see color because that can discredit the fact of how beautiful the spectrum of colors of human beings are. But what I mean by that is I, I see somebody's heart. I hear their voice. I see them as a soul and I appreciate their color. And so I don't look at somebody and go, oh, I wouldn't work with them because of this or I wouldn't do that. And so it's really easy, I think, um, as somebody who's grown up in in some cases of privilege, I think there's a lot of scenarios and we've been looking at that of where there's also not privilege. Um, but just in that specific example where it's easy to kind of be in a bubble and not realize and listen to the stories and the experiences of our brothers and sisters of, of color who are still experiencing these things that we, we like to think that maybe they're not. And a really powerful um, example that I saw somebody share on social media was the idea of, let's say there's a bunch of people sitting down at a dinner table and there's six people, I'm probably going to butcher this example, but let's say there's six people sitting at a dinner table, five of them are white, Johnny is black, okay, and they're sitting at the table, the waiter comes, brings meals, and he doesn't put one in front of the black guy. And there he says, hey, I'm, I'm hungry, I'd like a meal, and everybody looks at him and says, well, everybody deserves a meal, but they just keep eating. And he still didn't get his meal. That's kind of, I feel like the equivalent in a way of like what's going on right now with Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter and all this arguing that's happening right now, which I actually think the heart for most of us is in the right place. And so with that example, I really feel and I'm seeing how we need to support, we need to talk, we need to be in conversation, like the whole world is looking and listening when I think we weren't before. And so this is really important that people do get to feel seen and heard, that they get to work through their pain, that we get to look at our shadows of those of us who haven't held space for people and have been unwilling to look at this stuff. And I also think that there's a deep need to look at like the deeper layers of what's going on with this because I'm seeing way too much, in my opinion, anger, being channeled into um, basically just lower vibrations. Like it's not being transmuted. It's not being used to actually create the new earth and create transformation around this. It's just being channeled at people of being, I'm right, you're wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. And people, you know, I see a lot of white people who want to speak up, like their heart's in the right place. They want to support. They know they're going to say the wrong thing. And I'm seeing black people speak out about this too. And I hate that I even have to say white versus black people because it's like we're all human and this is an example of where I'm seeing the division happen because I'm seeing some people and they're saying I want to be called black and then they're saying other I'm seeing other people getting attacked saying it's rude of you and it's racist of you to refer to this person as a black person I'm a human and it's like there's so much arguing that's happening right now of people saying you're not saying this right and when I look at the actual 
vibration of what's happening here on earth just to go like come down the rabbit hole with me here a little bit guys of whether we want to call them reptilians whether we want to call them the anunnaki whether we want to call them the elite okay guys like we i think most of you that are walking this consciousness path understand that there's there's things behind the scenes right now and i'm a hundred percent certain that they thrive off of lower vibrations and i'm not here to say things like say george floyd i'm not going to get into conspiracy theory or fact around that stuff. He's a Freemason. Yeah, like, I, I don't want to go down that too much on this, but I think the bigger thing here is when these events happen, whether staged, real or not, these forces at B will take things like that and play on people's emotions. Like do some research on someone like George Soros, who has literally said that he wants to take the pain of the oppression of black people and use that because he basically sees them as weak. And I don't see you guys as weak, but that's their intent. And to use that, they're putting bricks in cities to like create riots. They're spinning it on the news to make it sound like there's thugs and they're trying to create more separation between black versus white. And I'm seeing this ripple into social media. So where I'm going down the rabbit hole with this is this species, this group, whatever we want to call them, thrives off lower vibrations. And so I think right now, a lot of what they're trying to create is a lot of, they're trying to bring up the anger within a lot of people of color right now and channel it into chaos instead of actual conversation and healing. And then they're trying to create for white people a lot right now of guilt, of shame. Shame, lower vibrational states. And and there is, um, that is gonna come up, right? Like this is all coming to the surface to be healed and there's a healthy aspect of that, but then there's also them perpetrating it and using it to their advantage instead of actually uh, allowing us to move through and transmute it. Like they're just, throwing water on the fire to try to create more chaos so they can bring in martial law. And, you know, that's a very short snippet of my take on this, but I I can see how there's this anger and there's this guilt and this shame, and it's clouding a lot of people from actually just being able to have conversation, which is, I think, the most important thing right now is you don't have to agree with people, but you need to be able to listen and have conversations with them and, you know, appreciate that there's a lot of white people that are doing their best right now, their hearts in the right place. And we want to be educated. We want to learn. We know we're going to fuck up. And there's a lot of black people and people of color right now who they want to be seen. They want to be heard. Like this is their time to finally get what they've tried to been accomplishing for a really long time that hasn't worked. So I'm like, how, how can we bring those things together and have people who have privilege utilizing that to move the new earth timeline forward instead of us just diving into the depths of chaos, just to, repeat history and also use things like platforms if you have an audience to create conversations around this so i'd love to hear your guys' thoughts so far in the comments i'll flip it to you hun yeah one of the big opportunities that i see with all of this transition and all of these moving parts and this frenetic energy that we're seeing in america and globally is this is a very important time for every single one of us from those who are not awakened at all, all the way to the conscious leaders, regardless of gender, regardless of your skin color, regardless of any of that stuff, is to really reflect and ask, well, what do you want? What do you want the new earth to look like? Because what I'm seeing right now is there's a lot of a lot of anger out there, and there's a lot of people who have been subject who have been subjugated through poverty and social conditioning both of course people who have dark skin who have who literally their grandparents were fucking slaves in america mm-hmm. and also all all of the you know below the poverty line latinos and below the poverty line like uh, white people like you look at america and it is a it's actually quite a poverty stricken nation when you actually look at the average person so there's a lot of there's a lot of lower vibrational and a lot of a lot of people of all colors and all quote unquote races that are feeling low vibration and subjugation so what happens is when they have this platform and they're not truly asking like, well, what do they want? And suggesting solutions to get there. You just get the anger and you get the shame and you get the violence. And then you have these upper elites, the cabal who feed off of that. And it's a, it's a very easy for them to manipulate the agenda into fear. So I want you to just step back if you're watching this on the live as a fucking human being and ask yourself, close your eyes, what do you want? 
what do you value and see in the new earth? And how would you propose we get there? Because if you are out there looting, rioting, doing all of these things, you're not asking those questions. And it's going to continue to perpetuate the cycle of lower vibrations. And that's not going to that's not going to help anyone. There are a lot of things going on in our world right now that are being pushed to the side by because of all of all of this divide that's being sold to you. And they're all going to catch up to us. And it's going to affect every single person, regardless of their skin color, what their history of their grandparents were, whether they fought in the war, whether they went to Vietnam, any of this stuff. The economy is getting completely rewritten. There's bills getting passed that are going to allow for certified by the government home invasions if you don't get your mandatory this is here and why are we not talking about it because they're inciting racial tension they have purposely this has all been planned for hundreds of years they have purposely kept groups subjugated in order to continue this violence and continue this distractionism and at the end of the day if we don't ask what we want in the new earth and propose ways to get there we are all from white to black to yellow to dark skins going to be enslaved by the technocracy where they are not going to judge if you haven't had your mandatory when they kick down your door because you've been contact traced apt and they've linked it back to you and you don't want to do your mandatory for isolation it isn't going to matter what color your skin is we will all know slavery in this lifetime to the technocracy yeah and just to expand on that i i think and this isn't to take away from the conversation of black lives matter and this movement that's happening but just to bring the scope out a little bit as well around this humanity has been enslaved for a really long time and by this other forces that be. And the level of manipulation like literally disgusts me. It keeps me up at night. Um, it's right. Fucked. And this is this is what I'm I'm seeing and we've been predicting. It's been thing after thing after thing. And with the Rona, like that rolled out and they got everybody fear. And I, I really think, think it was like phase one. It was layer one to test. Like basically a huge fucking psychological Fuck test. An experiment. So big experiment. It's all in Agenda 2030. And so they rolled this out see what happens. Well, people are getting, people are starting to protest. People are getting done with it. You know, people are getting angry. People are starting to see, like, this is in a lot of ways a pandemic. And so they're like, hey, what, what's next? And then whether this was a real occurring event or not, let's say it was, well, they're like, perfect. Like, let's work with the anger of society right now and use that for distraction. They don't want us to sort our shit out. They want everybody to be pinned against each other. You know, did you put up the black square? Did you not? Did you say the right thing? Did you post when you shouldn't have? That's what they want. They want everybody arguing. And you know what I see in terms of where it's going on that timeline? Doesn't mean it has to be the timeline, but that's one timeline. Over the summer months, the next two months, just continued chaos. Throwing fuel on the fire, putting bricks out. Bringing in shootings, more military, lots of fucking shootings, shootings. Um, you know, showing certain things on the news to make it look like certain things are happening, right? Not showing also a lot of the good things. Like I saw a beautiful photo of a, a white cop somewhere in the States that got separated from the other police officers in one of the riots. And there was a circle, I shared it on our stories this morning, of black people that were surrounding him to protect him, right? It's not, it, there's just so much more that's going on right now. And there's so many peaceful protests of people of all colors coming together to stand for the black community to stand for the end of this oppression to stand for this and then on the news no they're just making it look like there's crazy riots everywhere which just happen to have bricks being dropped off right like they're trying to create a, a next couple of months of true chaos which notice noticeably is interesting right because they're um prepping us for phase two of the rona which i i really believe at that point they're going to release something they're going to crank up 5g like there's all these things that are going on right now with the towers and all of these things that when september hits they're going to have so many different things that they've lined up so beautifully in their mind anyway on their timeline that it's perfect opportunity to to basically go problem reaction solution so they've got all these problems that are going on right now that they're throwing fire on it to keep it going 
And then there's the reaction, that's what's happening right now, and them trying to create more separation and divide people against each other so that we can't look at the bigger picture, we can't heal through this, have conversations, love our brothers and sisters, work through and look at the shadows, move through it, and that way they can introduce martial law, because that's the solution. They say, well, it, it's order through chaos. and That, that is their motto, that, order through chaos. Yeah, and, and that's really where they want this to go. I'm not saying that this can't happen. That's why I'm creating this conversation because I want um, us to use our platform. I want to see you guys using your platform, speaking your truth around this and creating conversation. Like I'm so open to learning. I'm so open to being wrong. Like I would love if you guys have books and resources. Um, I want to say conscious resources, not you're wrong, you're right kind of resources. But if there's things that can help educate about privilege, about what's been going on, how can we support the black community without guilting and shaming the white community when they're it, it's a big thing i think in my mind between bringing awareness to people that are intentionally bringing racism and hate and and doing bad things to people and and guilting and shaming that to stop that and bring awareness but there's another thing between people who were born into this who were conditioned into this who want to do better they want to learn like let, let's create conversation that helps them through that yes so I want to talk a little bit about my own personal experience and what I'm seeing through this. Now, I wrote a post a couple days ago. If you're not following me or not friends, go ahead and add me where I talked about slavery being in our DNA. And I got a, I got a lot of support on it. And I also got some messages and some reactions around it saying, you know, I'm biased. I haven't, I haven't experienced it. You know, what about this lifeline? And I acknowledge all of that. So I want to share my personal perspective on racism and where where I am at from my own journey in this lifeline and for many years I I fell into what I feel a lot of white skinned people right now are falling into and that is guilt and shame for where we are at I will happily say that in this lifeline I grew I I grew up, can you just not scroll up that please? She's following with that comments. Um, I grew up in a middle-class family in a reasonably good neighborhood up here in Canada. And I always knew, I always knew that there was something wrong with the divide as, as a child. I always knew there was some sort of inequality. And the real trigger moment for me was when I was four or five years old, I would sit there and I would watch TV and they would play those um, UNICEF or, um, you know, sa saving, mm -hmm. saving and supporting children in Africa where they show the malnourished, really malnourished children, infomercials, and they go on and on and on. And I just remember sitting there just like literally connecting on a heart level with those, those children who were my age. And I just fucking could not understand. I could not understand why they were skinny and starving. And then I would walk over to a pantry where there was food and my little brain and my little heart at that point broke. And I did not understand that. And as I continued going along my journey, I didn't have anyone to talk around this. So I literally was conditioned through my journey to, 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 to push that inside. And I remember I got to grade, about grade eight. So I'm not sure what's grade eight, like 12 years yeah, old or yeah, something, 12. 13. And I remember the racism had been, had come up in me, even though I knew this. And I, re I remember this image of sitting on a bench in my junior high school in grade eight and where it was me, someone with white, and I had a friend who was um, East, a East, East African, and I was another friend on there who was, where is I want to, I want to, I want to say it was from Costa Rica, but it was somewhere in Latin America, and we were all good buddies, and we would literally sit there, and we would, we would literally be racist to the Asian people the Asian students in our class because we thought it was fun and cool. And we were united in racism against, against, you know, Chinese and Filipino and all of those people. Mm -hmm. So we can see here that racism exists in all. It can be conditioned into all of us. As I continued on my journey and began to open spiritually and consciously, you know, I came to the realization that we're all spiritual masters. We all reincarnated into our current reality on a soul level to have soul contracts and lessons to learn. And 
one of my big lessons to learn was fucking skin color and gender and age that shit does not fucking matter at the end of the day and i will never i will never stop standing up for the new earth vision that i hold where when children are born they go through their entire life their entire life never truly thinking and judging about someone's skin color I was talking about this with Jenna earlier. The the level that I see the newer timeline having when it comes to skin color is two lovers who are 16 years old and they've fallen in love for the first time. One of them has fair skin, one of them has dark skin. The only discussion around what they think about skin color will be just like when you look into someone's eyes and say, I absolutely love how they're blue. I love how your eyes are green. I love how dark brown yours are. That is the timeline that I hold for skin color, where these lovers are caressing each other, saying, wow, your fair skin is so beautiful. I love how smooth it is. Wow, I love your dark, like your dark skin. It is absolutely amazing. I love how the sun just, you know, the sun gleams off. That is the vision I hold, and that is the vision that I'm committed to bringing into, and that's the vision I'm committed to using my platform and speaking my tr- strong point of view, because we all have to stand up for each other regardless of skin color age height weight any of that shit because if we are all fucking human we all have pain to transmute fuck i tried to commit suicide twice in my lifetime based on my conditions that had fucking had everything to do with self-judgment of myself and uh, fucking like my tattoos and my upbringing and you know my privilege and all of that you know, I, I have felt pain like that. And I have felt pain of slavery in my DNA. Have I had to experience it directly in this lifeline? Absolutely not. And, you know, that wasn't the reason and the sole mission that I reincarnated and the lessons I reincarnated to learn. But I sure as hell reincarnated into this lifeline to stand up and speak from someone who has white skin in this li- lifetime saying, hey, we have to help all of our brothers and sisters, regardless of skin color, transmute their pain, their pain, help them work through it, provide the container where they can step up and lean in and create a world where we truly are equal, where collective consciousness has been raised to the point where love is so high vibration. We go to the model, we go to the reality where those lovers that I just explained is a possibility. And it starts with and not just the possibility but the norm the norm and it starts with all of us asking deep questions of what do we want why do we want this who is this going to impact and how are we going to get there i was with my men- i was on a call with my mentor a little while ago and i don't know if you've been to atlanta georgia i've been there once and it was very interesting to me to really truly, especially coming from Canada, where I, you know, we don't have, in the city I grew up in, it's it's very multicultural, but it is not statistically like high percentages of people who have very dark skins, skin from, you know, from their African roots. And so I went to Atlanta and me and my buddy were walking around there in some of the very poverty stricken areas. You know, I got my tattoos and my cut-off Motley Crue shirt on, and my buddy has a beard and honestly was being probably being judged for a terrorist because, again, that's what you've been sold from the 9-11 agenda about, about other people. It, you can see how it is, but it was very interesting to go and experience the, the, the deep h- hatred in a lot of levels for us walking around to the point where everyone was fucking staring at us because we were out of place. Like, people were walking by giving us the finger because we had white skin and it was such a potent moment for me to realize that yes there is a lot of people in pain and this has to be transmuted but if they're going around fingering me because from even though i didn't i didn't have anything to do with fucking slavery directly in this lifetime but it's been transmuted and pressed upon uh, uh, the judgment that we were the ones who created it on them it's still that divide it's still that divide and until the people who are going by with fingering me as I go can actually tap into their heart and ask and answer, well, what do they want? How do they want to get there? How do they want the support 
of other people to get there, it's going to be very difficult for all of us to raise up to a similar vibration. Mm -hmm. So I, I really ask all of you who really are committed to the New York timeline to ask those deep questions because there are the, because of the lower vibrational violence out there, does it really work to bring in the new earth if the paradigm flips? Because we've seen what happens when the paradigm flips, when it goes from you know white Europeans, white white people of deeply oppressing people of color, and it flips, and what happens? It doesn't. It doesn't get fucking better. It just. It doesn't goes. Doesn't, doesn't create a new earth. It just changes. Look at what has happened in South Africa when it flipped. It it hasn't. It hasn't made it society better. It hasn't raised the standard of living for everyone. It hasn't raised the collective love frequency for anyone. It's just flipped, and it's playing out a cycle of pain and hatred and shame and guilt and fear and lower vibrational circles going around and around and around. And how can other your brothers and sisters of different colors and fucking different skin tones support you where you are right now with your skin color and your beliefs and your age and your sex well how can we help raise you up and give you that helping hand should you take it if you cannot fully express to us very succinctly how we can help you get there and maybe you don't need any support right now in this moment but I damn well guarantee for us to get to the new worth timeline that I so deeply hold the vision of where everyone is equal and everyone is thriving and creating and there's no work and there's we're in beautiful harmony with nature. We have to have conscious conversations and we have to ask for what we want. We have to ask for what we want. And it isn't enough to say I want equality. Why do you want equality? What does equality look like to you? How can I support you getting to equality? What patterns do you need to shift in your own being that are holding you back from your next level? Where do you need to ask for help? Where do you need to get out of victimhood? Where do you need to stand up and just get a fucking hug from somebody? All of these things have to be asked. And honestly, I'm not fucking seeing that in a lot of the stuff that I'm reading. I'm not seeing a lot of this in the black square movement that's going around. I'm not seeing a lot of these deep things being answered. And when they can be answered and we all open our hearts and we all re re remain receptive to what you need and how you can see going there, well, then we can fucking co-create together. That's when we can co-create the new earth. But when we're just buying into the rhetoric being sold into it to us, when we're just buying into the pain, when we're just buying into the trauma, there is literally no way that we can get to the new earth. And this is where I see Jenna, myself, everyone who's in our network standing up and saying, hey, I see you in your pain. I acknowledge the pain. I acknowledge that other people have laid this foundation other species have laid this foundation and perpetrated these crimes against you and your generations behind you because of where you are and your skin color. And the reason why there's so many fucking black sheep in the last 30 years, why there's so many empaths, why there's so many healers, why there's so many conscious beings of all shapes and sizes and colors who have reincarnated in here is because we are a fucking pattern disruption. And there's so much chaos and there's so much shit going on. And people like Jen and I, we're here to be a disruption, to offer that helping hand, to transmute our home biases, to transmute the racism that was put into us, because we don't want this to continue. We seek a new earth. So regardless of where you're at, ask those questions, ask those deep questions, reach out your hand. If you need fucking direct support from me and love and anything, reach out. And then it will be on me to say, hey, I'm going to offer to you because too long we have been run. Our politics and our companies and corporations have been run by rich, white, billionaire men, many of them who are not even fucking human, who are hybrids, who aren't helping any of us. They don't have the better interest of any of us out there at all, at all. And this whole fucking paradigm could be flipped if they had gone back way back in time and said, you know, we're going to flip it and 
we're going to embody and take dark skin tones instead of white. And this whole other paradigm could have played out reverse, but it didn't. Here we are in this timeline, in this reality, where we all have to reach out and join hands, transmute the pain, and then we can bring in the new earth. Yeah, so boom, <laughs> mic drop there. Would love to hear your guys's thoughts and comments around that. And I really wanna hear from all of us, because I, like I said at the beginning, I don't claim to have all of the answers. I'm open, I'm receptive, I wanna learn, I wanna grow with you guys through this, and I wanna hear your guys' commitment. Um, and I think it, for all of us, it's giving the permission for that to evolve as we continue to, to learn. Like I know my commitment is taking a hard look at our business and making sure like like there's, there's things that, this is an example of privilege where people that are white might not have been paying attention to this kind of stuff before. Being an example, like now that I'm a, a, aware and conscious of it, I can see where there's a lot of fellow people in the industry where they don't have a single client that's a person of color. They don't have a single person in their summit that's a person of color. Like they literally are, separating themselves without realizing unconsciously, a lot unconsciously of due to their conditioning and i i'm happy i guess that, that that's not something that's a reality in our business we work with all kinds of people from all countries of all colors of all sizes and it's my commitment to be more intentional with that you know like we have an event that's coming up and i'm like really intentionally looking through and i'm not going to um, I don't want to play into the agenda of being like, well, I'm only now going to support black businesses or I'm only now going to ask black people to speak. It's like, no, like I'm looking at people on a soul level and you can be intentional too and saying, well, you know, does, is this actually a, a real representation of backgrounds, colors, education in the industry? And I think there's room for improvement there for us for others in the industry? And does that mean that you should be feeling shame if you have a white client or if you're a white business owner that works with white people? I personally don't think so. And could you be more intentional? Hey tribe, Spence and Jenna here. We know you're navigating uncertain times and uncharted territory with your business. So we're here to extend a heartfelt invitation to you. If you're ready for personalized support to help you recession-proof your business, create cash flow certainty, and add between 100 and 500,000 in revenue this year, then pause this episode, hop over to Instagram, DM us now at Soul Meat Strategy, and let's chat. And now, back to the episode. Enjoy. Like, what's your commitment around that? Like, my commitment is to read more books and learn about privilege. My commitment is to ask questions and be willing to be wrong and just speak up and use our platform instead of hiding. Like I think the worst thing someone can do right now is to stay silent. Whether you say something and you get attacked for it and you're wrong by people's perception, fine. At least you're speaking up. You're being a part of the conversation. But if people don't say anything and you look the other way because you're scared of your, your brand, you know, losing business, I guarantee you not saying something right now, even if it's not right, is going to hurt your brand and your business and your profitability, etc. Then just showing up, showing up and taking a stand for humanity, being willing to look at maybe where you've been conditioned, where you've been playing a part of this, even if it's unintentional, being willing to learn and expand, be willing to listen and hear your brothers and sisters. Because when we circle back to the example that I said at the beginning of the story, and there's Johnny at the table and he doesn't get a meal and everybody says, well, everybody deserves to eat and well, nobody still gave him a meal. Like when does he deserve to be hurt? Right. And I think that's a lot of what's happening right now when I'm here and I'm ready to listen. And how do we create the space for our brothers and sisters that are in pain that have experienced things that maybe we haven't had to experience while not playing into the agenda of divide that's being pushed and manipulated upon us right now so that people are nattering at each other on social media not actually having constructive conversation because they're scared of being wrong they're commenting on people saying you did it wrong you did it you didn't do it right you you didn't hashtag you it properly fucking white you know person. like, like that's just, not moving anything that's forward. not moving anything forward and so i think the big intention for me around privilege platforms power communication is how do we come together on this and not bypass the pain of our fellow human beings, our soul brother and sisters? How do we have them have a platform to be seen and be heard that they haven't been properly given? And not create this divide of saying, well, now it's only about black people. We can't talk about white people's pain because they had the stage the whole time. Or we can't look at indigenous people because it's the black person week. Like we gotta, in my mind, create space for those, for the black people, for the black community to be heard and for us to listen, I think is the big thing too. Cause it's not just about them having the stage. It's how do we listen? How do we integrate? 
And then how do we also create conversation in general for humanity to work through this stuff? Yeah, and I have great faith that the new Earth timeline is coming in because, and I see it in our space and on our friends list all the time, because there are so many empaths. Mm -hmm. There are so many white-skinned empaths. There are so many dark-skinned empaths. There are so many yellow-skinned empaths out there right now. There are so many of us out there. And when I say us, I mean humans. Slice open your wrist and the, not your wrist, but slice (laughs) open your arm, cut your arm. It doesn't matter what skin color you are. We all bleed red. We We all have a soul. soul. We all came here with a a single soul mission and a soul contract. And I truly believe never before since the fall of Atlantis has there been so many empaths who are ready to help feel and transmute all of the collective pain, Mm -hmm. all of the collective suffering from across the globe to be able to hold that, to process it, and to transmute it into higher states of love and vibration and compassion. And that's a huge thing here, everyone. Have compassion. Have compassion for the fact that you may have a client or someone on your friends list, grandfather or great-grandfather, was literally in the cotton fields getting beaten when they didn't work hard. Have compassion that that whole lineage from carried that pain from being deeply connected with the land in Africa and then going through this huge, you know, 150, 200 year process where now you have someone here who's in this pain, who's carrying this in this lifetime. How can you, how can we be compassionate? How can we reach out their hand? And how, when we do that, can we not say that I, you know, we, we don't, we don't get to the new earth when we, when we step, when we step back and drop into lower vibrational states ourselves in order to allow that other person to come up, regardless of age, gender, every fucking ism under the sun. How we get to the new earth is we check ourselves where we at. Are we grounded in our hearts and love? And then we extend out our hand and we make, we become devoted, wildly devoted to the equality of all. And we listen. We listen to what they say they need and what they require. It's no different than when Jenna and I have our conscious relationship check-ins where we ask each other, well, what do you want in this relationship? What do you need? What do you need to feel safe? What do you want to feel supported? What is your vision for your family, your business, the earth? Mm-hmm. And that, when we when we truly listen and we have dialogue and conversation around that, things open up. The newer timeline becomes a reality. And as you always expect with Soulmate Strategy from Jenna and I, there's always the juxtaposition. If we choose not to do that, the dystopian timeline awaits us where none of us have freedoms. But if we choose the loving timeline, the new earth is a possibility. And remember, all of the work we're doing right now, all of this conversation, all of this dialogue, all of this pain, all of this trauma, this is about pattern interrupting everything slavery materialism exploiting the earth poisoning our fish killing animals all of these things were pattern interrupting so many things so of course there's going to be chaos and when we hold the new vision of the new earth we can bring everything into a higher state of love and that is the work we're committed to here and we're just not going to turn that off because we reincarnated into this lifeline with white skin. We will never play into that divide. We will always leave out a helping hand. We will look at when someone calls us on biases, accept that we may be biases, and look that fucking person in the eye, regardless of who they are, open our hearts, extend out our fucking arms, give them a fucking hug, hear them out, and then move forward together as a united collective collective where we are all feeling love and it's not going to be fucking easy it just isn't but it is simple it is simple listen open your heart extend your hand we as a human species 
are a single race. At the end of the day, I truly believe that. There's been divergence of skin colors because of genetics and all that. But at the end of the day, we are a single race. And when we are united in love and compassion and understanding for ourselves, for the planet, for our brothers and sisters, the wildlife on here, for all of the intergalactic species that are out there, even the ones who are trying to oppress us like the Anaki, we will always thrive. We can figure everything out. We're such a beautiful race with so much power when we put our collective consciousness into love and intention that I know that new earth timeline is here. And the fact of the matter is when we go through this initiation, this beautiful great awakening initiation and raised to the frequency of love, we actually cannot be controlled by these other species. They have to leave our planet because the frequency of love gets magnified when the entire collective consciousness is feeling love and the earth who by the way is going through her own collective awakening right now and that's also part of the reason all of these things are coming to the surface because the actual planet we live on the sacred four elements are vibrating to higher octaves of consciousness right now when we do that the new earth will be here and we're really fucking excited about that and we're going to keep speaking into it yeah so i want to hear your guys's commitments in the comments because i think this is where conversation and the actual movement of this happens of humans coming together so i want to hear your commitment is your commitment admitting where you've been wrong admitting where you've had privilege and weren't willing to look at it is your commitment to listen when maybe you've just been so fucking busy talking <laughs> is your commitment to do more research to open yourself up to learning is your commitment to hold the vision and not get so caught up in the circumstances is your commitment to check in with your heart before you hit send on a comment or on a post or on a DM to somebody and just checking in, is that coming from a place of rage and anger, which you're allowed to feel, but is there a way for you to work through and process that without necessarily projecting it onto somebody else to continue the cycle? Like, is there an opportunity there to check in with yourself? Is there a way that you could respond from love and educate as opposed to just dumping on somebody and projecting and arguing. So check in with yourself. I want to hear from you guys. Like, what is your commitment? Because what we do individually is what happens collectively. And that's what's all coming up to the surface right now. So it's really about our devotion to the new earth, each and every one of us. It's about our commitment to how can we show up day to day, moment to moment, knowing we're going to fuck up, knowing we're human, because that's why we're here, you guys, to have a human experience and the planet of earth where we all reside where we've been so fucking disconnected so separated so enslaved for a long time we're right on the cusp of being able to create something different and we got us we got to look at our shit our shadows collectively individually it's why it's all coming up while knowing that there are things that are trying to use that to their advantage instead of our advantage as a species to heal to move through it to create something else and i truly believe and I think we're going to wrap up here, so I won't go down that rabbit hole, but I really do believe that there are rabbit hole, rabbit other hole, entities, hole, hole, aliens, whatever hole. you want to call them, that are watching. They're here. They're available. They have support, love that they can give, wisdom that they can share. But let me be clear. Nobody is coming to save us. Not Q. Aliens, not Q, aliens. Trump, whatever you're fucking looking at to save you. Government, it ain't happening, you guys. They won't as, subjugate you. As a species, as human beings, it's our collective trauma to work through. And it's ours. You know, a, a black a black person's trauma is a white person's trauma because maybe we've caused it. Maybe we weren't willing to look at it. Maybe we aren't willing to support and hold space for the healing of it. It's all of ours. And that's why I think this conversation that's happening is so beautiful. It's so needed. It's so important. And even though there's a lot of chaos and anger and things that aren't maybe getting processed and worked through right now, I think it's so great that it's all coming to the surface because we can't create the new earth without it happening. Nobody's going to come and just wipe a blank slate for us to all just feel love and be collectively unified. We got to do the work. And this is it. We're in the thick of it, you guys. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. It will. The chaos will continue to speed up. But it, it's your intention with it and your willingness with it and your commitment. So share your commitments in the comments below. If you guys have resources, if you have ideas, if you have things that would be of value for those who are willing to be open, who are willing to be wrong, who are willing to learn, who are willing to be compassion, um, compassionate, who are on the committed timeline of the new earth, 
please drop your resources below of those who you would consider um, conscious leaders in this space, those who have books that are educational, that are helping to actually open the minds of us, those blogs, like anything like that, please drop them in the comments below and share your commitments. Yes, and just, we will leave you with this. As the chaos increases, as all of these events go, the number one thing you can tap into is ensuring that you do not dim your voice. Mm -hmm. Your voice, regardless of what color you are, what gender you are, how old you are, mm -hmm. what your parents' first name is, whatever, is as relevant now than every other person on this planet. You reincarnated here to make a difference. You are here to help transmute the pain, the collective pain, the pain that's genetically inside of you, the pain that you experienced in this lifetime from abuse, racism, conditioning, whatever, is just as relevant as everyone else's pain. Don't hide or dim that down. Focus on finding your internal alignment of your head, your heart, and your hara, your gut, and then go out with that clean state, that clean, crisp connection to source and spread that love and extend that hand and that hug. And the New Earth timeline will take one step closer, even one micro step closer to being a reality because we are creating a planet and we're doing this loving interruption and transmuting all this chaos not just so we can live, so that we can experience this. Because I don't even think the full New Earth timeline is actually going to potentially come in in, in, in the, the lifetime that Jen and I are in here. Even if we ha have and we're blessed to have a really long life. We are laying the groundwork, the pattern disruption of millennia for our children. And for their children. And their children after that. And how we get there is by you experiencing expanding into the fear, expanding into the unknown, expanding into the love, expanding into the chaos and taking those micro actions day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out for the entire time you're in this lifetime. And if we can all do that, that new earth will come in. So from our heart to yours, thank you for tuning in with us. I think we might repurpose this and put it on the podcast. So if you guys are listening to the New York oh, yes, Leadership the podcast, podcast um, thank you so much for tuning in for this we'll episode. I'll drop it in the comments. Yeah, I'll drop it if you guys want to check out the other episodes. And if you're here with us on Facebook Live, thank you as well, guys. And share your commitments in the comments. Share your resources. Let's keep this conversation going. And yeah, we have so much love for each and every one of you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of New Earth Leadership, the Conscious Business Podcast. If you found this episode valuable, we'd love for you to follow these quick action steps. Number one, subscribe and rate the podcast. Two, screenshot this episode and tag us on your Instagram stories at New Earth Leadership. Be sure to check out the show notes below for our free gifts from us to you. See you on the next episode and keep shining your light.